Pinna. Welcome to Podcasters U. Hi, Pinna Podcasters. We're in the home stretch of Podcasters U. And today, we're talking music and sound design. It's time to put some polish on your podcast. Joining me as co-host is Zuri Wemple, star of What's Champ Chewing. Hi, Zuri. Hi, Jeremy. Zuri, can you tell us a little about the show, What's Champ Chewing? Sure. It's a podcast where in every episode, my character discovers that his dog, Champ, has chewed and destroyed something new. I'm sure some of our listeners can relate to that. And how is sound design important to that podcast? This may blow people's minds, but Champ isn't real. The dog and chewing sounds are a mix of all kinds of dog and object sound effects. A sound designer puts them all together to make it really sound like a dog is destroying something. Cool. Let's listen to an episode. Champ, not my favorite strawberry slime. Let's start by talking about what we mean by sound design. We're talking about the process of choosing and adding sound effects, the sounds in a podcast that are not music or people's voices. And sound effects can be used for different reasons, like creating a fictional dog that chews things. Or setting a scene making you feel like the people in the podcast are in a particular location. Um, Dan? Dan's our audio engineer and sound designer for Podcasters U. Yeah, Jeremy? It's a pretty nice day. Can you make it sound like Zuri and I are at a pool party? Uh, sure. How's this? Sweet. You can also use sound effects to indicate when something's happening. Sound effects can help listeners visualize the action and bring a scene to life. Dan, would you cue up a splash for me? Okay. Jeremy, check this out. Cannonball! Nice work. And I'm not even wet. Uh Uh-oh, spoke too soon. Here comes a rainstorm. Let's go inside and talk music. Like sound effects, music can do many different things in a podcast. It can be an opening theme song, like the start of What's Champ Chewing? And music can be a useful tool to transition from one scene or segment to another. Thanks, Mr. Paskey. We've got it right in the direction of those power prints. Radio. Good luck. We're here, but I don't see Pal running around. And music can also help communicate the emotion or mood of a scene, even after you've added sound effects, like in this scene from Grim Grimmer Grimmest. 
See how music adds to the feeling of spookiness. There were sounds all over the empty castle. The creaking of floorboards. The gnawing of rats. The hooting of owls. The skittering of spiders across the ceiling above his head. It's nothing. Nothing thought to himself. (laughs) Then he heard footsteps down below him. Like someone was walking around on the first floor. And sometimes, music is just written into the scene itself, like in Dream Preachers, when Evan dreams he's in a punk band. Good night. Would you please welcome to the stage, Evan Rickert and the Bad Dreams! It's hard to imagine all of these shows without music and sound design. They really bring the stories to life. I couldn't agree more. And now, we're about to hear some expertise on how to make this audio magic happen. I'll be talking to Rob Warren. Rob has created the sound design and music for Pinnar original shows like 5 for 5 Trivia and Food Crimes. He also composed Pinnar's gaming beats. Hi Rob, thanks for being here. Hey, Jeremy. Glad to be here with you. Rob, can you tell us about how you came to be a composer and sound designer? What's your background? Well, my background is in music production. Uh, I worked in studios, played in bands, and produced a whole bunch of music, and then had an opportunity to work on video games uh, back in California, where I grew up. And that led to working on video games for years, and I ended up working at EA Sports for seven and a half years, where I worked on... Tiger Woods PGA Tour and Madden and a handful of other games for them. That's pretty crazy. I also used to play Madden when I was a bit younger. Let's talk about some of the podcasts you've worked on. And food crimes, real kids bring real food crimes to a fictional food court. How did you think about creating the sound design for a courtroom? So what I did for that was really visualized what a courtroom would sound like. I had, I had to kind of get the picture of it in my head. And courtrooms are big, and so you're going to hear the echo of the voices and everything in it off the walls. So we use what's called a digital reverb for that. And a reverb is a sound effect that gives the illusion of space. Like it can be huge or it can be small. It can be a small room. It's kind of like just the reflections that you hear off the walls. And when people record their voice, it's normally very dry and sounds like it's right up against the microphone, but we wanted it to sound like it was in a courtroom, so we had to make it sound like it was in that space. And we do things also like panning, which is moving things in the stereo field, like from right to left. When you hear something in your earphones go from the right side to the left side, it indicates that something is moving. And so we, like if somebody were to run out of the courtroom or something like that, which has happened a few times in in the show, we use panning to simulate that running along with footsteps or slamming of the door. So you would use that to indicate maybe they're going from right to the left and then the door slams over on the left side and things like that. So there's really a lot of subtle work that that goes into making it sound like it's in a courtroom. And did you think about sounds differently for the different characters? With Flambe, who's, uh, of course, a 
female lawyer and she wears bracelets. So there's constantly like whenever we want to exaggerate, maybe that she's throwing her hands around or throwing her hands up in the air. We do like the sound of bracelets scraping together. I'll cut right to the chase before I'm interrupted again. Lucas asked his sister to share, and she said no. Despite possessing an entire bag of candy, and despite Lucas only wanting one piece, she said no. You know what they call that? Food crime. That was a nice little kick you did at the end there, Catherine. Thank you, Your Honor. (laughs) So there's always little things like that. But each character has their own little quirks. The bailiff has to sound like he's a little bit further away, you know, and maybe not quite as loud. Uh, And then you get every once in a while for a comic effect, we'll have somebody cough. We'll have like a space and then we'll have somebody cough. That has to sound like it's coming from the distance also and a little bit softer. And uh, so it's all really, like I said initially, it comes down to visualizing it. You have to kind of put, that's the skill I think is putting making it sound like what you should be seeing or what you want the listener to be seeing, visualizing. Now onto a totally different kind of show, a game show. Can you talk about making music and sound design for 5 for 5 trivia? Yeah, a whole different, a whole different thing there. You're talking about something that's got to be fast-paced. The sound effects on that are less about setting an ambience and more about emphasizing uh, a question or giving a hint or something like that. The music for that, we kind of started with a handful of samples and just kind of, you know, bounced back and forth a little bit on what we thought would work. And we finally hit on the right feel. We wanted something that was fun and and flowing and moved and and, and made people kind of get in the in the the feel of of a game show if possible. And um and then you've got the dialogue and the questions and the answer. You know, you've got the little music for the answer period and all that kind of stuff. Next up, question number two. True or false? The longest shark in the world is as long as a lane in a bowling alley. It's true. A whale shark can grow 60 feet long, which is as long as a bowling alley. So definitely 180 degrees different from food crimes, which is more visual, I think, based, whereas five for five is more timing and um, kind of like, a, well, like a game show, which is, which is less about the visuals, more about the feel. Where do you pull inspiration from when you're composing music? That's a good question. Um, Sometimes we have something in mind. Uh, sometimes, like the producer of the show might say that th- they have uh, an idea that in their head it should sound like this or that. And so they might send me a link to something that they want it to sound or, or feel similar to. Sometimes we might just take five or six different ideas and be completely different and just throw them all up against the wall and see if any of them stick So it can just be pulled from what the producer thinks, or it can be just throwing ideas out there until one of them works. And speaking of your compositions, we have a real treat for the podcasters listening. You compose the Podcasters U audio toolkit filled with music and sound effects for our listeners to use in their podcasts. Can you talk about what's included? So uh, what we've included is a number of beds, uh, music beds and sound effects and stingers uh, in different styles. 
And some of the music beds are music beds that you can talk over and kind of fade out for your intro. And same with the out, the ending. Uh, Some of them are a little bit more thematic where you might want to wait till it's done and then start talking. Um, But that's up to you. And and we have different styles of uh, sound effects and stingers that you can use as kind of like exclamation points if you want to. Or you can use them as transitional pieces in between segments of your show. It's really up to the it's really up to the person that's doing it. Can you give our listeners tips about using different kinds of music tracks you've made? You can really set a mood with music. Um, so I think that the tips would be keep them consistent. You know, you don't want to you don't want to stray too far out of your theme if you can. And choose carefully because, uh, you know, really think about what kind of a mood you want to portray. If you're portraying something that's like scary or you're talking about, you know, something that's uh, like a horror theme or something like that, you don't want a happy, perky piece of music. You want something that's maybe a little bit more mysterious. So I think probably the best thing to do is kind of like I was talking about with food crimes, kind of visualize Put yourself in the place of the listener. What is it that you want them to feel right out of the gate? Because the music, it may be behind what you're when you're talking. It may be leading up and into your your initial talking for your opening, but it's going to really set the mood right off the start. So think carefully about what mood you want to set. Rob, thanks so much for sharing your audio expertise with us. Oh, it was my pleasure, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Great interview, Jeremy. Now everyone listening can start sound designing like a pro. The audio toolkit that Rob made is a great place to start. But if you need even more sound and music options for your podcast, you have a few options. You can always record your own sounds. Need the sound of water running? Head to the bathroom to record it. Need someone snoring? Wait until someone in your house falls asleep. You get the idea. And if you have musical talent like Rob, You can compose and record your own music. There are also online sound catalogs you can check out. Whole libraries of music and sound you can download. Look for options that are both free and are labeled royalty-free. These sounds are generally okay for you to use in your podcast, but it's always a good idea to ask a parent or teacher to double-check and read the fine print. Remember what we talked about in the very first episode. Any sounds you didn't make yourself belong to someone else. You have to make sure you have permission to use those sounds before putting them in your podcast. Whatever sounds you do end up including, make sure you make a splash. Uh, Dan? Uh, oh, sorry. Make sure you make a splash with your sound design. To check out the Podcasters U audio toolkit and so many more resources to make your podcast amazing, Ask a parent or teacher to visit pinna.fm slash podcastersu for everything you need. That's podcasters plus the letter U. Also, that's where you can share your podcast with us. We want to hear what you create, and we may feature your episode on Pinna. Zuri, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I want to send a big thank you to all the people who have appeared on this season of Podcasters U, and hopefully we've inspired you, our future podcast experts. Happy podcasting! Podcasters U is a Pinna original production. Developed and written by the team at Pinna. Ash Beecher, Thaddeus Dancroix, Amy Kraft, 
Alana Milner, and Torin Wakefield Thompson. Produced and voice directed by Torin Wakefield Thompson. Recording and sound design by Dan Walsh. Hosted by me, Jeremy Liu. And co-hosted by Jack Byrne, Zoe Marco, Aiden Walton, Maya Kolowski, Maxime Wander, and Zuri Wumpel. Production management by Ash Beecher. Production support by Thaddeus Dequa. Executive produced by Amy Kraft. And a special thanks to all the interview guests who joined us and shared their expertise. Well, this has been fun, but now I'm off. Dan, do you mind? And off you go. Looking for more inspiration to create your own podcast? Pinna has tons of exclusive original podcasts to help you get started on your podcasting journey. From fiction to fact-driven and interview-based to just a fun game to play along to, Pinna's library will be sure to spark your imagination. Head to pinna.fm to create your Pinna full access account to start listening today. That's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M. Or you can subscribe to one of the Pinna channels right here on Apple Podcasts to get unlimited access to select kids' podcasts.